Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of STR Conversations, hosted by myself, Jasper Rivers, and Eric Muller. Every Friday, we release a new episode where Eric and I have an organic conversation and discuss what's happening in the short-term rental industry and share what we're learning in our hosting businesses and through working with the thousands of students that go through our coaching programs. So this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you skill your hosting business by getting you out of the daily operations so you can free up your time and become the CEO of your business instead of the manager. And that allows you to focus on high-level tasks that really move the needle in your business and allow you to grow. And we do that by giving you the systems and teaching you how to build a team so you can actually delegate all those lower-level tasks. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com x. That is strlegends.com x. You are listening to an episode of SDR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast hosted by Jasper Rivers and Eric Miller. So let's dive in. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to episode 470 free of Get Paid for Your Pad with your host, Eric Miller. Jasper Rivers, Eric has a big smile on his face, so he's excited. What's up, dude? A lot of updates, a lot of updates on Freewild uh, this week. So is that why you're smiling? That's why I'm smiling. Life is good. Things are good. Freewild's good. Yeah, man, it's it's cool, dude. It's cool what we're what we're building is coming together, and man, what a what a beautiful challenge and blessing that we have in front of us with this business. So excited to yeah. share what we've been working on and some lessons that we've been learning with this small project that we have. Yeah, man, let's dive into it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's give everybody a little bit of background. Uh, when we took over the project on in September, the four cabins and, and a piece of land that we bought in Idlewild, we kind of took over the whole business, including the including the staff. And you know, we start we started working with them, but over time, like we realized we were running into some challenges, right? We it weren't, they weren't really the right uh, fit for our, our company. And we, we talked a long time about like, what do we do? And I think this is a position that a lot of, uh, a lot of hosts can probably relate to where you have some, you're working with some people, but you know, they're, they're not the right people, but at the same time, it's also very daunting to let go of them and, and try to find somebody else. Right, yep. to find some other people. So that was kind of the situation that we were in, and we made a decision. We started working with a a management company, and so far, well, I'll let you touch more on it because you you were on site, you've met them in yeah. person. Well, yeah. Before we talk about the solution, let's talk about the challenge that we were mm-hmm. that we had to overcome because I I think most people listening can relate with the challenge and then the blockers that come up to solve the problem. Right. So, you know, just like what you said, when we acquired the property, we also acquired the short term rental business. Short term rental business also included two employees, one that was working on the property for many years, like five years on the property. And she had recently hired support to help her. So there was essentially two ladies that were running the village. And when we took it over, 
part of the agreement that in our understanding of the the way that she was the previous owner was running the business was these two women were responsible for cleaning all the units responsible for all the linens responsible for supporting us on the the land the you know the groundskeeping kind of like our go-to people like that's all we needed were to deal with those two individuals and they dealt with everything we kind of knew from day one that it wasn't the greatest fit because from day one, they started complaining. They started, you know, the moment we bought the property, they started demanding a, a raise. We're like, hold on, <laughs> like we're more than happy to pay a raise, but let's figure out how to work together first. Let's see what, you know, it just one issue became uh, after another. We recognized that they were terrible communicators. So one of the biggest problems were just talking to them, no matter I mean, you were the medium between Free Wild and our now two, you know, contractors that were running the property. And the way that they would just communicate with us on a daily basis was absolutely terrible, right? As far as like lack of communication. But when they did talk to us, it was all reactive and it was all problem focused communication, zero solutions, zero, zero professionalism, right? But we were stuck in this spot where we very quickly bought this property, moved into this business and into this new area. And, you know, we're building relationships. It takes time to find the right people. And we just kept saying, well, if we lose these two girls, we're kind of lost on this project because we don't have anybody else supporting us in this area. Along with all the other things that we're setting up, right? The tech, all this other stuff. They, they accepted some tech, but they were all in all, we were in a hectic coast spot, a hectic coast position, working with two people that were so unreliable, terrible communicators. We didn't enjoy talking to them at all. Right. And we kind of, I'm starting to notice like we were kind of ignoring a lot of their, you know, requests and just, yeah, just doing the bare minimum communication with them. So that's one thing. And I, I know quite a bit of people are working right now with cleaners and contractors that, they're not happy with, they're doing the absolute bare minimum. They just do enough. So you feel like they're solving a problem for you and you ignore all the other problems that are coming up that they're bringing to the table and they just do enough. So you don't fire them. Right. So it's kind of procrastination. You and I were talking about this just with, you know, some other team members, project contractors, things like that, where it's like, you know, are they bringing the best value to our company and to the project, or are they just doing enough for us to be lazy enough to not build out or to take action essentially? So I know for me, and you and I were talking about this, right, man, of like, what if, what if we let these two girls go and bring on somebody else and that doesn't work out, then we're, we're out of luck. We don't have the time to try to find new companies and blah, blah, blah. Like our brain was just finding all these excuses. So we just kept pushing and delaying the process of releasing these two individuals and finding a new company until it got to a point where it's like, okay, this is, this is it. We can't, I don't know if we want to share exactly what happened, but they just, you know, it got to a point where it was pretty terrible, right? Dealing with them. Do you want to add anything before I talk about the transition? Like, do you want to add anything of your experience of dealing with someone with two individuals that just were not a perfect culture fit for what we're building? Yeah, I would say the biggest challenge that that I saw is like, you can't optimize the business, you know, if you don't have a good worker relationship. And like, if you have people on the team that 
have shared a vision and they they share to share our culture because you know just to give some examples it's like accepting last minute reservations for example or or extending stays not knowing if the if the cleaners are going to be adapting to those last minute bookings and if we can rely on them because it's a very it's you're walking on very thin ice when it comes to cleaning right because like if we if we have one booking where we can't get the cleaner the cleaners are not going to show up that's a really bad experience airbnb we might lose our super host status like we get a really bad review like it's such thin ice when it comes to cleaning so you know, I felt kind of stuck in this position where I'm like, hey, I really want to like fill up my the calendar gaps. I want to like, you know, reach out to guests and and see if they want to stay an extra day or come an extra day or a day early. But I just I don't I'm not confident that the cleaners are going to be able to adjust their schedule on such short notice, right? And that was uh, that was the most frustrating part for me. You know, is this knowing that we can do more with this property, but we're kind of just we're kind of hold back by these individuals or by, by the way we, we set it up. So that was the biggest frustration on my side. Yeah. And it's like, it kind of shows you too, like how other people are running their business. Like that was normal course of business for them for many years with the previous owner. Right. And where they were just running chaotic, like the true hectic coast where everything is reactive, where there's zero systems, everyone's yelling at each other. There's no communication. There's no solutions being met. It's just, you know, I, for the last example I'll give on, on the breakdown of we, we had a guest that we started getting negative reviews on the cleaning, right? And even when I would go up there and stay there, I would see, I, I wouldn't feel good in the property because they were, there was no care. There was no love put into it. And they shared that with us. They said, well, this, this is essentially what ended it all for us. They admitted to us saying like, hey, well, your properties are the last properties that we we care. Uh, we don't care about them, essentially. We, we just get in clean real quick and leave because you guys aren't paying us what, what we owe you. And I'm like, okay, well, this is the first time we're hearing about that. You are the ones who gave us the contract of what you want to be paid on these projects. And you, you, you haven't communicated to us that we need to improve here. I'm like, where can we improve? Where can we help? Even leading with those questions, it was met with where the problems are, why there's problems, why they, you know, why they're not showing up the way that they should be showing up. And we had a one guest after another leave negative reviews on the cleaning. And I shared that with them. And their immediate response is, is why it was our problem, or our fault, or why it was the guest's fault that they were leaving the review. Well, we can't see on top of the fridge fridges. So why guests even looking up there? They shouldn't even be looking up there because the, mm-hmm. you know, someone mentioned that on top of the fridge, it was dirty and the whole thing. So the reason we bring this up is like for the listeners, anyone who's listening to this that are dealing with not just cleaners, but anybody in their team, team members, contractors that go immediately to the problem without any ownership or without any solutions right there, that should be the sign immediately to solve that. It's either you you go deep into that to solve it and really understand what the problems are so you can show up as a leader and fix it, or you immediately replace them with A players, right? So we were super nervous. This is a new project. We have so much stuff going on. We don't have the ability the time for things to break down. We knew we were on a path with these two individuals to where it's not going to improve. We did everything we can to improve it. 
they just did not want to accept it. Then we started losing, you know, there's some ownership on our side. We started dropping the ball as leaders because we didn't want to deal with these individuals. Right. So we did, we communicated the least amount of possible with them. And that's not what good leader leadership is about. Right. So breakdowns happening everywhere. Then we found a management company. I knew this management company. They listened to the podcast. They, they're on our email list for many years. I've stayed at their properties multiple times throughout the years in Idlewild. And we approached them on where we needed help. So we recognize that you and I, and now our, our new team member, which we'll, we'll talk about how we hired this person and how we're setting her up, the whole thing on the back end. Uh, we'll talk about that probably next week. But we recognize like we can handle all the guest communication, the marketing, we can handle the maintenance requests, like everything digital, we can handle very, very well. We have the systems to do that and we, we can scale that. Where we need help is the boots on the ground. People that are really focused on running this property as a world-class property for us, handling cleaning, maintenance, you know, the whole thing. So we found a company up there. We're not going to announce their name yet. Uh, we're going to talk to them first and see if they're comfortable with us giving all this out. But just kind of tell everybody how we made this transition from negative team members to a rock solid A plus team. We found this management company and we negotiated a deal with them. They had about 60 plus units or 80 plus units right around there. And we negotiated a deal with them that's actually working out to be more cost effective than the two girls that we had on the property, right? Yeah. And they're taking on more responsibility and supporting us at a higher level. So essentially what we recognize is like, we don't need to own the entire process. We don't need to own, have team members up there that are responsible directly to us. We can partner with professionals to fill this gap. So we brought this management company on. They're a full-time short-term rental management company. They do everything A to Z. They're a bit old school in what they're doing. So we see some opportunity to support them on scaling their business. Uh, and we've already talked to their team about our tech and our systems, the whole thing. But they're coming on board now. And they started last week. And man, it's been a freaking blessing since day one. I was so impressed with the transition. But we negotiated with them to where they're taking over all cleaning, all maintenance, and any emergency. They're our emergency contact. They have team members that are that live around the property. So we have 24-hour contact to them. They have a full maintenance team and a full cleaning team to support us. So we made this transition. And guys, like, I mean, I don't know about you, Jasper, but for me, I was kind of scared making that transition at first because in my mind, I'm like, ah, things are kind of working. We can make it work with these other two girls. And we got so much going on and we're trying to get the development and the design and all this other stuff. But we just made that decision. We dove all into it. And literally from day one, we saw some incredible, incredible results, right? So what, yeah. what was your experience like going through that? I don't know. I had a really good feeling about it. I wasn't so worried about it. I was In my mind, I was thinking like, well, it, it can't get much worse than the current situation. So, <laughs> and we did, you know, we did close down, like we blocked our calendars or the calendars of the, of the cabins for a short amount of time, just to give us a little bit of, of room. But yeah, I wasn't so concerned about it. I had a good feeling about it. I was literally thinking like, well, this is a professional management company. So, you know, I don't know if they're going to be the perfect partner for us, but I was pretty, pretty convinced that it was going to be a better solution than the solution that we had before. Yeah. And, you know, 
the reason why we thought this was important to talk about, right, is like a lot of people are going through this process and especially our Legends X students, they feel like they have to own every aspect of it, right? And this is what part of the hectic host situation is like that micromanaging, right? And being inv so involved in the process that we have to own the whole thing. You and I didn't want to own the whole thing. What was important to us is owning the brand of the business, the customer service, the customer journey, the experience, and leading the brand experience and standards, right? So we're doing that through our marketing. We're doing that through our communication, our scheduling, holding our, our new management company to a higher standard. But being able to go out and say, okay, we're going to hire a company. We're going to give them a percentage of the revenue, right? So we're bringing them into the performance of the property. So they're going to win with us essentially on the property. So they have incentive to run this property at a high level, right? Plus, they already have the established teams in place. So one of the biggest projects that we have, we have about five acres. One of the biggest things that we had to do was try to find somebody to come in and clear up all the brush and just clean up the property and, and create hiking trails and all this stuff, which our previous team was supposed to be doing. They didn't do that. We didn't manage it correctly. The whole thing. Day one, they had maybe 25 people on our property working on everything. They had a maintenance crew, they had a landscaping crew, and they had a cleaning crew. And they deep cleaned all of our units. They got rid of all the old linens. And th these are, uh, by the way, guys, like these are projects that were in my mind so freaking large that I'm like, where's the first step? How do I get after this? Who do we have to hire? What systems do we have to build? Get, they were so massive for me that I didn't really know where to take action. So bringing this to a team that had all the infrastructure to take action, they literally got it done in two days. Things that I was thinking were going to take us two weeks, they got done in two days, right? So it gave me the lesson to, and this is something that we teach in Legends X, but it's like, it's the lesson and, and the revisiting of this lesson of like letting go of control and hiring experts, hiring mm -hmm. experts to come in and work, pay them what they want to get paid. Obviously it's got to be financially feasible for everybody and profitable for everybody. Pay them what they got to get paid but bring experts on. Don't try to skimp. Don't try to bring in you know, the cheapest labor. That never works out. Never works out. Where we're at, man, I can't wait. Like Where we're at with this property is where I wanted to be from day one and buying it. And it took us some time to make this decision and get to that point. But it's given us the freedom now to work on the bigger projects, which is the renovations. And now that's attracting in other awesome players into the renovation side, which mm -hmm. I'm excited about talking about that as well. Yeah, plus now we can really get the most out of out of these properties, you know, and that's what I'm most excited about is now we have a team that we can work with. You know, one thing that's really important to mention as well is like, aside from the fact that the people that we were working with weren't a good fit for our company, that was the only support we had. So right. like, if something happens in the middle of the night or something, like we, we don't have anybody. When we had challenges, when it comes to maintenance, Right, the the heating goes out, or you know, the we have to get the snow removed. Like we always had to like go and find somebody, and hope that that person will be available to help us. Yeah, because it's a small it's a small place. Like this, you know, I remember one time I think you were on the trip or something, and and the, we had a problem with the heating, and I think there's like maybe two heating companies in the entire town. Mm -hmm. Right. So, or like, even like, you know, if there's a problem with the locks or, 
even the internet, like it, it takes a long time for when we had an issue with the internet, like it, it takes a long time for those people to get out there. That's another challenge that now I feel much, much better about, you know, knowing that there's always somebody there that can support us, like whatever happens. Yeah. And it becomes scalable, right? So like now, now we're able to put our time into the most important aspect of the business, which is building the brand of Freewild, right? And really understanding what our guests want when they come to those properties, building the systems around it. And, and also this is, uh, and finishing the development. Also what, what's exciting about this too, is like this team is in the mindset. I see the ability to helping this team grow their operations by teaching them our systems for our business. So immediately we we're showing them the technology that we're using, the spreadsheets, we're training their teams, we're putting their team members through Legends X and the whole thing to up-level them. Because if they start growing, then we can train them the way that we want to run this business. Yeah, we're giving up some freedom. Yeah, we're giving up some cash in the business as well, but it gives us the ability to focus on the bigger aspects of the company, right? And then also gives us the freedom to now... Immediately in my mind, I'm like, oh, we can buy, we now can buy more properties in this marketplace. Exactly. So I'm immediately yeah. starting to look at other properties. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, Eric, you got to keep going into the best people possible, people that are bringing solutions. Dude, I mean, it was awesome. Their team was there from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And I'm exhausted just working with them, like just, just directing them to what I want them to do on the property. Their team lead over there, she's like, yeah, this is what we do every day. She's like, we love it. This is what we do. I'm like, man, these are the people we want to work with, you know? So it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. okay to give up freedom because uh, it, it's okay to give up some of that and work with these companies. If it gives you the ability to grow your business and other verticals. Mm -hmm. Also just, I know some people are going to be asking about this too. We're essentially white labeling their services. So meaning they're not marketing the properties, they're not putting their signs, nothing in there will have their brand name. We're essentially white labeling their team, right? So it's all through free wild. So when a guest comes and stay with us, if they're interacting with our team or their team, it's all free wild. There's some benefits of that, but the challenges as well is just educating their team on how to communicate on behalf of our brand. Yeah, 100%. And you know, like you, you were saying like, okay, now we can focus on buying more properties and it'd be easy. If we can buy something in free wild, then it's really easy. We can work with the same team. But in also Ottawa. I think in, in, what did I say? Free wild. That's our company. In free wild. <laughs> <laughs> uh so funny yeah in idlewild but but even um i think having the getting the experience and now really being able to focus on our systems and dialing it in and dialing in the technology and everything because we have people that want to work with us on that now i'm also i'm also feeling more confident and more comfortable to even buy you know other properties in other areas yeah because now we've gone through this whole experience and now we we've learned you know we've learned a couple of things so if we can now buy a new property we already know like okay instead of you know maybe instead of working with some individuals maybe we go and find that that company that management company to work with first 100% man and th that's what i was saying where this becomes scalable because you know i've done this a little bit in the past when we were scaling the management and arbitrage company where we kind of outsourced to different management companies 
but we, we're taking a different approach where this team becomes an extension of our team. Right. And I think, I think it's important for us to discuss this to the listeners and to our students of like, it's okay to release control if it gives you the ability to drive profitability in your business. So we're giving up a, a, a pretty decent, and guys, like once we talk to the management company and we can give out, you know, the details of this, we will. But we're giving essentially what we can release is we're giving a percentage of revenue as payment, right? To lead this. But with this mindset and with the ability to onboard a company, train the company on our tools, like we have videos, we have the whole thing on how to use Breezeway and everything else that we use within the company. This becomes scalable for us to, to go into a marketplace knowing that we can run the front of the house and that we can onboarding and partner with a professional company to do the, the back of the house, essentially, of our properties. Now it becomes scalable. So it's a whole new type of... It's not new. It's a, it's a whole different type of model for you to scale your business, but you do have to have the ability to... like This wouldn't work with in my opinion, this wouldn't work with just one property, right? The reason why this company is excited about doing this with us is one, we essentially have five properties. We have four units and then the village, right? But then they know that we're working on adding 15 additional units and they know that we want to buy another project in that that marketplace, right? So they're investing in the long haul of working with us. Mm -hmm. So it's a way for us to scale where we can partner with these companies to do the fulfillment on the back end while we lead the brand and the standards on the front end. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I feel so much more comfortable and and confident and excited. I, I, that's one of the things I noticed too. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm so much more excited about this project now. Yeah. Dude. I mean, that's a good point, man. People don't recognize like if, if you surround yourself with negative people, it brings you down. Like it's true. Like no matter what you do, if you're, if you're not excited about this industry and what you're building, you got to look at the people that you're surrounding yourself with and who you're interacting with on a daily basis. Cause I couldn't stand communicating with the previous people because it was all negative and i mean bad stuff they would yell they would curse they would blame everything on somebody else and there was zero ground of improvement with them right where immediately we start messaging with this other company they're like yep we got you up oh, got you we'll take care of it we got it sorry i told you one but i'm going to be there at 130 just giving you a heads up awesome thank you you know, like the second yeah. day that we had them on board, the team lead was leaving the first day. And I said, Hey, just to confirm you're going to be here tomorrow. She said, yep. hundred percent. We'll be here tomorrow. I failed to confirm a time. And I, I recognize this afterwards. I'm like, Oh crap. What time are they going to be here? And then, you know, 10 AM, they weren't there. 11 AM. They weren't there. 1 PM. They weren't there. 2 PM. They weren't there. And in my mind, I'm like, Oh, this is a bad start. This is a bad start to our relationship. They told us they were going to be here to finish this project. They're not here. I leave, get lunch. I come back. The whole crew's on site, right? And I was getting reactive. I was getting reactive to text them. Hey, you told me that you're going to be here tomorrow, but you're not here. What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, let me just see how today plays out. Because I failed to confirm a time with them the previous day. As a leader, I didn't confirm. Mm-hmm. I didn't lock that in. What I didn't know is that they had a whole bunch of other properties to take care of in the beginning of the day, but they had their entire team scheduled for the end of the day. And they came and they crushed it. 
and they've been on site every single day since they took taken over. So it's just, uh, to your point, man, it's like, I'm more excited about it as well. It gives us the freedom to really scale this, but it also gives, you know, it, it gives a good lesson to our students and listeners that you don't have to control every aspect that you can partner with the right people and structure it to where it's reasonable for everybody out there. But the partners, mm-hmm. the right people are important to surround yourself with. Yeah. You know, looking back, what would we have done differently? I, I would say we should have gone after a company like this to partner with like way earlier. Yeah. Cause you know, we saw the writing on the wall, right? Like we, yeah. we knew it, we knew it from day one, right? Yeah. We knew, we knew that it wasn't the right people to work with. We knew that we needed more support, but why didn't we? That's the question. Like, why didn't we take action? Like what was coming up for us that was allowing us to procrastinate for two or three additional months to take action? Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this uh, and we've, we've talked about this before where it's, it's almost like human nature is to just kind of keep things as they are until you're really forced to change it. And this is something that you can see in, in so many different ways, you know, like one of my mentors, like somebody who's uh who's a really good email coach wrote an email about this a couple of months ago where, where he was saying like, why do we always wait to the last moment when it's, you know, we to take action on things, right? And it's a funny example here in my apartment. I've been living in this apartment for one year. And for some reason in the kitchen, like the, the hot water doesn't work. You know, the cold water works, but the hot water doesn't work. But the hot water works everywhere else. And so it's not really a huge challenge, but it's just kind of annoying if you want to wash some dishes or something. And the other day, I sent a, me- I sent a WhatsApp message to a guy that runs the maintenance here. And it was fixed within two hours. <laughs> yeah. And I, 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 just, right. I said to my girlfriend, I was like, I can't believe that I, I've lived in this apartment for 13 months. My girlfriend's lived here since November. So that's another, like, you know, what is it? Like seven months or something. Why did it never occur to us to call somebody to fix this, this <laughs> issue? Yeah, it's yeah. really easy to fix. Yeah. And it's just like, it, it's just like one day, it's just like, all right, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm calling somebody, right? It's this weird human nature. Where else is that showing up in our lives and in our business? You know, and it's like, I I thought the same thing. It's like, we convince ourselves otherwise. Like we convince, but but I think this is a thing. And I think we'll close it out on this, right? It's like, it change is uncomfortable, right? It was like not having hot water was like, it wasn't the most inconvenient thing, but it's like, we know that we got to get it fixed. We're just going to wait until the very last moment, right? It's like, oh, we'll, we'll get it fixed eventually. It's the same situation with our previous team members up there, right? It's like, you know, it's kind of annoying, but we're kind of getting past it. Oh, okay. Today, the cleanings got done. Oh, here's a problem. We fixed the problem. <sighs> okay. Well, let's just get through to tomorrow. And it's like, we're constantly just trying to get through in that moment because we don't want to deal with it right then and there. It took quite a bit of work, right? Like, and we're, we're sacrificing some cash flow. We shut down the village for a week. We're going ham. We're investing money into fixing things and installing new, we're just investing some money. We don't have income coming in. It took some time, a lot of communication, a lot of training, but it wasn't painful. It wasn't like the risk wasn't as high as continuing to run with individuals that we just know we're not going to show up 100%. And we know it and we see it 
And like, there's elements in all of our businesses where we know these individuals are not showing up hundred percent, but we convince ourselves that oh, they're just doing enough for me not to get rid of them. But the moment you hire, you pull that off, dude. I, okay. I, I lied. I'll leave on this, man. Like this is a, another crazy experience. My sister's computer broke down and she's in the process where she's starting a brand new business and she has very little capital. And I'm like, Hey, your computer broke down and she's complaining. She's freaking out about the whole thing. I'm like, well, you have two options. Well, you have three options. One is you can sit here and complain and do nothing about it, not have a computer and lose your business. Number two, you can go get it checked out and replace the battery, which probably gonna be five or $600. Or number three, you can buy a new computer, which probably be three grand, right? She's like, well, I don't have $600 and I don't have three grand. So, you know, blah, blah. I'm like, take the action, pull the, the bandaid off, take action and invest in yourself because the universe is going to invest back into that action, right? So she put aside, she was telling me that she put aside the fear of investing money into this computer that she, do, she doesn't have because she's brand new startup of her company. And I'm like, I guarantee you, if you invest in yourself and your business, you're going to find the investment that comes back. Like that ROI will be there, right? The moment she made the decision, she went in there with the mindset of, hey, I'm going to put money into this and I'm going to get an ROI out, right? It's going to happen. She went, found out that it was just the battery. She invested 600 bucks, no emotion attached to it. She said, just do it in the moment. She put the credit card down to pay for it. She received, this is crazy. Within the moment of doing that, she received two messages from brand new clients that she had no idea about previous to that, that wanted her service, which equaled $2,000 each. Right? So the reason why I bring this up, and it was like, it was an aha moment for her. She's like, oh, I need to disconnect from these fears of the, the worst case scenario and the things that we don't have and go all in on the things that we do want, because that's where we get the most, one, excitement and joy, but that's where we get the biggest ROI from taking action, right? And the moment you and I made that decision to take action to replace these individuals, we the ROI started growing. Opportunities started popping up. Now we can get back into events because we have this management company that will manage the events for us. So that equals more money in this project, all these other things. Right. So on that, and you know, on the the hot water and cold water thing, it's just like we know what we got to take action on. We just have to literally just have the courage to take action and know that we're going to get the result that we want, or know that we have the skill set and the ability to deal with whatever comes our way for making that decision. And that's why one of our core values is action today, not tomorrow. Action TNT. Action TNT. That's right. Awesome. That's right. All right, man. Good stuff. Thanks for sharing all that. And uh, next, uh, yeah, we have a lot more to share actually on, on Free Wild, right? So we'll probably uh, talk more about the person that we hired on our team uh, yep. to help support us on the online side, on the guest communication side. We'll uh, walk everybody through that process. And then we also have the design. We have the rehab that we're we're doing. So lots, uh, lots to share, man. So I'm excited for the next couple of weeks as well let's do it man let's rock and roll appreciate your time uh and we'll chat soon y'all absolutely thanks for listening guys and uh, of course on monday we'll be back and then eric and i will be back next friday so have a great weekend and we'll see you soon thank you so much for listening to get paid for your pad the number one podcast for airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals 
We really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to learn more about air hosting on Airbnb and building a short-term rental business, then go ahead and subscribe to our daily email newsletter at getpaidforyourpet.com. And if you're just starting out on Airbnb, make sure to download our free Airbnb starter guide at getpaidforyourpet.com forward slash get started. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening for a chance to win lifetime access to the short-term rental Profit Academy, which is our starter course for anybody who wants to start hosting on Airbnb. So every month we select one reviewer at random and give that person access to the course. So thank you for listening. Check back every Monday for a new episode of The Host Show and every Friday for an episode of STR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. Thank you and see you soon. Get paid for your pad.